Street Studio. Two mischievous ghosts, Burke and her, have spent six lonely, boring weeks in the venue. They are awakened from their slumber by Albert, who's arrived bright and early to prepare for his visitors. So to make up for lost time, they decide to have some fun at Albert's expense. But where's Bob? Blimineck, we've only been closed a couple of weeks, and already the place stinks like a midden. Beryl will go bananas when she walks in and sees all this pitch and muck on the floor. You can go first if you like, Mr. Burke. You obviously can't wait to get started. Thank you, Mr. Hare. It seems like an eternity since I last slammed the door. Okay, William, when you're ready. Bob, is that you? What have I told you about slamming doors? I must be hearing things. Nobody's there. I wonder where he can be. Well done, William. You've not lost your touch. Now it's my turn. Hmm. What should I do? I know. I'll try levitation. Are you sure you know what you're doing, William? I hope you haven't forgotten what happened last time you tried it. The less said about that, the better. I've been practicing since then, and I think I've finally cracked it. Okay then, smarty pants. Show me what you can do. I'm sure I heard the door bang. I must be losing my grip. A quick fag and a cup of coffee should help steady my nerves. He's just settled down with a cup of coffee. Watch me scare the living daylights out of him. I'll put a couple more sugars in my coffee just to top up my energy levels. Ready, William? Ready as I'll ever be, William. What the hell's happening? The sugar shaker, moving on its own accord. Albert, you've only gone and smashed Cat's favourite sugar shaker. Oh, when Beryl sees all this mess, she'll go ballistic. Did you see what happened? Of course I did. You, you dropped Cat's sugar shaker on, on the floor. I didn't, it did it itself. I tried grabbing hold of it, but it was too late. Oh, I'll pull the other one out, but it, it, it's got bells on. On my mother's life, Bob. That's exactly what happened. I couldn't believe my eyes. You've not been at the gym again, have you, Albert? As God's me witness, I haven't touched a drop. It's this place, it's haunted. Haunted, I tell you, haunted. Oh, I believe you. Thousands wouldn't, but but if I were you, I, I, I'd try and think up a better story before Captain Beryl come in. But blinking hell, Albert. Oh, I don't have pong in the hall. We'd better get it cleaned up before battle arrives. You know how finicky she is. I'll just open the curtain to this pole and knock. That's better. Now we can see what we're up against. Oh, William, I'm plum tuckered. This levitation lock's hard work. Aye. I tell you what it is, there's only so much haunting you can do. I think it's time we call it a day, don't you? Uh, before we disappear. I've just had a thought. What's that, William? Don't you think it's a bit confusing as both being called William? It's what's known as an ironic quirk of fate. I'll go and get the mop and bucket, and you can start brushing up, lad. Between the two of us, we'll soon have the place smelling of roses. Shocking that it's shaking the pigeon 
Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee baby pigeons. Well, to my dove, what is it? What is wrong? And what on earth has happened to your accent? The ledge, my dear. Look at that lifeless form. Just there on the right. Ah, mon dieu. I see, I see. It's poor Gregory Pecker. Oh no, I can't believe it. What shall we do? I'm sorry, my dear. It's clear for all to see. He's yesterday's chips, an ex-pigeon, if you will. The artist formerly known as Gregory Pecker has left the building. Except he hasn't. He's dead as a doornail, dead as a parrot, stiff as a board, not even barely alive. Just very, very, very dead. All right, Walter, we get the picture. Your elaborations are giving me palpitations. The question is, what on earth happened to this fine figure of a bird, this dapper dun, this charmer of quite epic proportions? I had no idea you were such a fan. You clearly ruffled your feathers. Who, me? Feathers ruffled? No. I could take him or leave him. But we are flying off on a tangent, Walter. The thing we really need to know is, who snuffed out this Adonis, I mean pigeon, in his prime? Are you saying what I think you're saying, Lady P? Is this a case of murder? Mickey, you know most of the time I have absolutely no idea what you are saying, you and your scouse ways. Murder! What is this? It's all right, my sweet. I've had the odd flight over to speak, so I know what he's on about. <laughs> he means murder. Murder most foul. This is clearly a job for the flying squad. Mind you... Any more bird puns and I'll be dropping off my perch? Murder. Right under our eaves. Should we call the coroner? Corona? No, bird flu was ours for sure. But you can blame the bats for this one. <sighs> this is not a case for the coroner yet. I'm cause. Inspector cause. They call me reasonable cause. There's no cause for alarm. This is Detective Mr. Magpie, my crime-solving sidecar. It's sidekick, sir. Wyatt Pie. Indeed, sir. Hello, Mr. Magpie. Magpie. I'll I'll wait wait for me. No need for formalities. Let's leave that to the humans. This is no time for chit-chat. We've got a dead pigeon on our perch. Where was I? We've been round the houses, round the houses and down the flaming drains. And we are here to solve the mystery of just who killed... Gregory Pecker. Ooh, this is quite the ledge hanger. That didn't take long. Vera will be able to see her face in that floor. Just goes to show what teamwork and a little bit of elbow grease can do. You know what, Albert? I'm sure I can still smell something. You know what your trouble is, don't you, lad? What's that, Albert? It's your nose. It's too near your backside. What's that noise? What noise? I can't hear anything. Why aren't you wearing your hearing aid? Because I don't need one. Then why did the NHS prescribe one for you? What do they know? Listen, there it is again. Can't you hear it? Hear what? That buzzing noise. No. It's coming from up there. Look. Oh, the whole ledge is crawling with maggots and blue bottles. So it is, lad. Must be a dead pigeon. And by the smell of it, it's been up there for quite some time. Looks like we're going to have to climb up there and clean the mess. When you say we, you actually mean me, 
don't you? Surely you don't expect a man of my age to be climbing up ladders, especially me screwmatics. The trouble is, Albert, it's against the health and safety rules to work off ladders. That's okay, lad. I'll foot them while you climb up. And if you should happen to fall, I'll be down here to catch you. Those ladders comply with EN131. EN131? What the hell is that, lad? It's the section of the health and safety at work that, that covers ladders. Health and safety, my backside. In my day, we'd stack chairs on a the table, then climb up them. Well, I'm, I'm not going up there till, till I know it's safe. What do you suggest, Clever Dick? I suggest we call in the experts. They'll know how to handle it. If we have to hang about waiting for the experts, we're never going to get the place ready in time. That's not my problem. All I know is I'm not climbing up there. Inspector Cause digs deeper into the case and reveals the suspects. Now, from what I can gather, the recently deceased Mr. Pecker here was quite the lovebird. He was actually a pigeon, sir. Why, it's Mr. Pie. Indeed, sir. I can vouch for that, Inspector. Yeah, I bet you can. What? What's all this? My Lady B with a pigeon she barely knows. And you indeed, madame. And uh, may I ask you when you had this relationship with Mr. Woodpecker and how long it lasted? He was actually a pigeon, sir. Quiet, Mr. Pie. Indeed, sir. It was a fleeting romance, Inspector. Lasting roughly around five minutes. <laughs> five minutes? What I wouldn't give for five minutes with her. Ah, yes, Inspector. But what a five minutes it was. And can I confirm when this relationship took place, madame? From around about 8.55am to 9am this morning. Good Lord, you two didn't hang around. And how did Mr Peckmudge seem as you left him? His name was actually Mr Pecker, Inspector. Quiet, Mr Pie. Indeed, sir. He seemed well satisfied, I would say. I bet he was. The question we must ask is, what was the motive for murder and who stood to gain from the death of Mr. Peckmore? His name was actually Mr. Pecker, Inspector. Quiet, Mr. Pie. Indeed, sir. I do not mean to brag or boast, but could the motive be jealousy? Why, Lady Key? How many other pigeons have you had relationships with, may I ask? Well, Inspector, a lady doesn't like disabled... Pretty much all of them. What? Could it get any worse? Oh, my tender wounded heart. Good Lord, Sergeant, the green-eyed monster of jealousy can be a vicious killer. But this hardly narrows it down. Any pigeon in this town could have killed Mr Peckerlot. His name was actually Mr Pecker, Inspector. Quiet, Mr Pye. Indeed, sir. Mickey and Walter, you pair had prior relationships with Miss P? Um... I may have. What? You as well? No, Inspector. Sadly, I have not. Only in my dreams. And were you in the building when the body was discovered? Of course we were, Inspector. Then, gentlemen and lady, I have to say that this gives me no pleasure at all. I am really left with little choice. Mickey and Walter... I hereby name you the two main suspects in the murder of Gregory Peckerow. Mr. Pecker, Inspector. Quiet, Mr. Pye. But can I respectfully point out the recent arrival of other possible suspects? 
that you seem to am entirely unaware of. You? The specs? I've only just finished pronouncing these ones. Honestly. Right. Well, where are they then? Uh-huh. Behind you, sir. Where? I can't see any other likely suspects. Hi. Point them out directly, and whilst you're at it, remove this bloody cat and snake, cordon off the area. This is supposed to be a bloody crime scene. We don't want members of the general public wondering all over our evidence. If this gets the court, containerized evidence could compromise our whole case. Contaminated, sir. Who is? No, no, sir. You misunderstand. I think you meant contaminated evidence, not containerized evidence. I rather think that you should leave me to be the Judas of what I do and don't mean. Hi, don't you? Judge, sir. Well, I try not to. Always better to find evidence first, my boy. <laughs> yes, stick with me, Pi. You'll gain a lifetime of knowledge under my wing, my lad. Quite, sir. That's my line. Quiet, Pi. <sighs> ah, dear Gregory Pecker, what a joker. But who would want to kill a mockingbird? You're in safe hands now. As you move on to a better place. Well, someone better get up there quick and get that stinking pigeon down. Oh, no. Ladders. Oh, no. I, I think my hypnosis is wearing off. That's a multifactional collection and removal job. That is a vertical downwards transference of her. You need the certificate for that. Has anyone seen my manual? I was just thinking that maybe that could qualify as a cherry picking job. I remember changing a light bulb. Let's see, in 1973 it was. At least eight feet up. A sidewall dimmer. Of course, I was younger then. You get no thanks. I did the power vote once, when I was at school. Were you any good at it? Not very. Like I said, I did it just the once. For two years I was still at the barcode stepped across my forehead. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. Not much change there, then. For the first year, I set the alarms off every time I tried to leave a supermarket. I still get followed around by security in Poundland. I've got an idea. I'll throw me shoe up at it. Oh, no. It's stuck. Come on, Albert. Put your thinking cap on. Well, I've never heard a kettle called that before, but if you say so, lad, connect the H12 thermal heating device to the nearest available plug receiver. And sock it to me. Yay. Put the kettle on. Hang on, I've only got one shoe. <laughs> We're up to it then. <laughs> nice one, Ernie. And why are you at it, Bob? It's Robert. Don't forget the raisin injected chocolate enhanced baker's dozen or two. Eh? Biscuits. We've only just got back in here. It's already a long day. And just to make it longer, here comes Catherine. Hello everyone, how lovely to be back in the building. It's as if the place itself will welcome us all back. What treasures this place holds for us all. There's definitely something in the air. There's a dead pigeon in the rafters. Stinking like Billy O. Billy you? No, O. Oh. Exactly. I'll sort this out. I've brought my catapult. Careful, everyone, this thing could go off. It doesn't have a safety catch. One less to change. Carry on, Ernie. 
We're going to need a non-motorized, bristle-fed, agitator and molded container contraption for this particular job. I've not seen one of them in years. A moldy what? Oh, shut your manual for once, Albert. Lad, get the dustpan and brush. What about my shoe? Sorry, that will constitute non-regulatory use of ammunition. It's in the manual. the moment we've all been waiting for. Inspector Cause takes prime position on the rafters and the gathering of the pigeons, a cat and a python are poised anxiously, all wondering just what he has to say. Never in my illustrious career as a supreme detectorist have I encountered such a despicable act of killing. Actual death, if you will. I will now proceed to reveal in no uncertain terms and without any procrastination who are my prime suspects. A simple he, she or it did it would suffice. But what do I know? You know nothing. Now shut your beak before I put you on Starling Street disturbance duty. I bow to your superior intellect, Inspector. Not because I'm scared of Starlings. Honestly. Please continue. Firstly... And probably foremostly, in fact, my absolute number one suspect is Sir Walter, a.k.a. Mr. Stabby Pigeon. I believe you are a lover scorned, if ever there was one. I don't actually know what utter poppycock is, but that was as good an impersonation of it as anything. I deny the allegation, so do one, you crazy Covid. Come on, CSI Wiggin. Who else is on the list? Well... The cat and the snake, for sure. I mean, one's a hippie and I hate hippies, and the other, well, it's a cat, isn't it? That's harsh, man. But in true mindful way, I, I forgive you. Shh, I know my truth. Species profiling, if ever I heard of it. My final suspect is Mickey, for one and only one reason. Oh, come Ed, is this because I'm a scouser? That's last eyes, lad. No, Mickey, your beady eyes are far too close together, even for a pigeon. Sure sign of a murderer. Sack of the blur, enough of this building your part up, spit it out. Who did it? Before he has a chance to answer, there is a terrible squawking. What a commotion, mon dear! What is this now? It's my arch nematode. You what? Sounds like something in the Catalyst Museum. He means his nemesis, his arch enemy, the parrot most likely to have his neck wrung by anyone who meets him. He's a right pain in the tail feathers, believe me. Jealousy is a terrible thing in a bar. My dear Lady P, I am the cute paddock. One of, if not the finest green parakeet mines ever to have flown out of Sefton Park. And I'm here to tell you all, Monsieur Peck was not a victim of murder most foul. But before I reveal all, Lady P, may I say in your native tongue, je panacote très bon pigeon. Monstute, not the monstute, I'm sure. Monstute? I... No, I'm a green parakeet, but I am no garden vegetable. Are the females so fickle? Never mind her. What about him? The pigeon? The dead one? He's dead. Dead as a parrot. Who did it?
No need to be a racist, Sir Walter. The evidence is before your very eyes. See the crumbs, the fragments of paper bag with that blue and orange writing, and most importantly, the enormous belly on my back. Let's not mince words. The bird was a bloater. He was an addict, somewhat poetically to Greg's. It was the ultimate in self-love. Greg just loved the Greg's. He simply had one vegan bake too many and has paid the ultimate price. Gluttony made him fall off his perch. A lesson was all. Inspector Cars, once again, I have done your job for you. My bill is in your post. Pigeon post. I'd much prefer your beak in a body bag, but uh, we can't have everything, can we? This episode of Waves and Strays Who Killed Gregory Pecker was written by the Studio Rights Adult Group Richard Bradshaw, Wayne Cookson, Stephen Dignall, and Paula Page. Narrator Damian Percival, Albert Josh McNaughton, Mr. Burke and Walter Rich Bradshaw, Mr. Her, the Lad and Brian, Keith Fielding, Lady P and Catherine, Jane Bennett, Mickey. James Swift, Inspector Cos, Meg DeMar, Hercule Parrot and Ernie, John Bostock, Beryl, Colette, Mara, Sergeant Pye and Ms. Mogg, Georgina Rydelch, Direction, Louise McNulty, Editing, James Swift. Thank you for listening.